Hello and welcome to MEM Podcasts. We've got Dr Nicola Cooper here with us today um, talking to us about falls. Thanks. So most people don't think falls is very exciting, but actually there's a lot more to it than you might realise. So today we're going to talk about falls in older people. The first and most important thing I'm going to say is never write mechanical fall. (laughs) And the reason is that mechanical is a term that really means accidental. It's the kind of thing that you and me would do. But mechanical falls just don't really exist in older people. Older people fall because of medical problems, many of which can be treated. And it's your job to diagnose why has this person fallen. The first thing to say is that, of course, a fall can be the presentation of an acute illness in an older person. So you can fall because you're having a a GI bleed, you can fall because you suddenly went weak down the left side when you were having your stroke or your TIA. You might fall because you've got a really low sodium. That actually affects your gait stability. So if someone's fallen because they're ill, like pneumonia or, or whatever, bleeding, then just treat the illness. If they've fallen and they've got a serious injury, like a hip fracture, crack on and treat the serious injury. What I'm going to talk about next really is what we see a lot of, which is a patient who's fallen and they've got no acute illness, or at least they've got no serious acute illness and they've not got any serious injuries. Okay, so let's talk about how we go and clock in a patient who's presented following a fall. So, like I said, there's no serious injury or acute illness that we have to worry about. So what we need to do is do a falls assessment. Your job is to figure out why this person's fallen. There are a few things in the history that are quite key. In the history, we're interested in unexplained falls, you know, I just go down, which are are actually maybe brief syncope. By the way, just so you know, that up to half of patients with syncope have retrograde amnesia. So many patients with syncope deny that they've lost consciousness. If you do carotid sinus massage in, in a lab, at least a third of older patients who've blacked out in front of you will absolutely deny that they blacked out. So watch out for, I don't know, I must have tripped, I don't know, I must have fallen, or people who just go down. That's often syncope, and we might investigate that in the same way as syncope. And we call those unexplained falls because the patient's got a normal gait and balance and they just go down. So unexplained falls, things that could be syncope, and people who are falling because they're dizzy, you need to watch out for those in the history and investigate those things. But let's just imagine there's none of those things. A third of all people over 65 years old in this country will fall, most of the time in their own home and with no obvious hazard. And that tells you straight away that falls aren't accidents, that they're due to medical problems. So in the history, we just ask people, how do you come to fall? Most commonly, they'll say something like, I I don't know, I I lost my balance, I turned too quickly, you know, I, I caught my toe on the rug or whatever it is. But sometimes you might get clues, you know, it's always when they're rushing to the loo and their, their mobility is not so good and they have to rush to the toilet. And so one of the things that you'll do to treat their falls is to treat their bladder instability, for example. It may be because they are getting up to go to the loo in the dark. They're diabetic with retinopathy and peripheral neuropathy. So guess what happens when they get up in the dark? They do a Romberg's on themselves and they fall over. And guess what? You might not be able to treat their peripheral neuropathy or their eyes, but simple things like having a light (laughs) next to their bed and maybe a walking stick to improve proprioception. That's why we have a multi-professional falls service. 
Anyway, so that's the history. But what do you do when you examine a person? When a patient comes into hospital with a swollen leg, what do you do? You examine their leg. If they come in with chest pain, what do you do? You examine their chest. <laughs> so if a patient comes in with a fall, which by definition is a problem with their walking, then guess what? You need to watch the patient walk. And in one study that we did in another hospital, only one doctor out of 30 watched the patient walk. They didn't think it was their job. Don't be that doctor. <laughs> anyway, watching the patient walk is actually called the get up and go test. And that is a very important part of a falls assessment. So basically you ask the patient to sit down on a chair. They should rise from the chair without using their arms, be able to get up, walk three meters, turn around, and go back to the chair again. Do that all within 10 seconds and with a normal gait and balance for that get up and go test to be normal. The get up and go test, you can even do it assisting the patient or with a walking aid because it still gives you really useful information. And in a falls clinic, watching someone walk can tell you straight away if they've got bad arthritis, a sensory ataxia because of their peripheral neuropathy. We've even picked up um, cord compressions. You can pick up Parkinson's disease antalgic gates from a dodgy hip. So the get up and go test is an important part of a falls assessment. What else do you need to do to find out why an old person's falling? Well, some very basic things you need to do as part of your clerking. First thing you need to do is check the vision. And what I do, I have a phone app, it's called iChart, and it's just a Snellen chart, a small one on my iPhone, and you hold it four meters away from the patient. So I get my iPhone out and I say, can you read this? And it's amazing how many times people say, oh no, because actually I've got, I've got that macular degeneration and they never mentioned it before. The other thing is, uh, check what glasses they're wearing. You'd be amazed that people are wearing, you know, a relative's glasses or ones they've just bought from the supermarket. The other thing to note is that varifocals and bifocals increase the risk of falls in active older people. Big randomised trials have shown that. So unless you're sitting at home all day in a care home doing literally nothing, bifocals and varifocals make you more likely to fall because with age you have reduced ability to discriminate edges and depths and you rely on your vision more if you have problems like with your proprioception or your gait and balance and guess what you're looking down at the floor through the reading lens so you misjudge curbs at the last step and so on giving advice about spectacles can make a difference as well so check the vision next thing you do is check the lying and standing blood pressure yes as part of your clerking and look at their medicines. It's not just medicines that cause postural hypotension, don't forget psychiatric medicines, anticholinergics, not just BP meds, but it's also any sedatives um, that increase your risk of falls, benzodiazepines and psychiatric medications. So check the lying and standing blood pressure and do a medication review. Just being on more than four medicines makes you more likely to fall. The next thing you do is do a 12 lead ECG. Why? Because, remember what I said, some unexplained falls are actually syncope. I've picked up quite a few cardiac arrhythmias causing falls, in inverted commas, in older people. The other thing you've got to uh, do is figure out if, if the patient's fractured their wrist or their pubic ramus. Don't forget about their bone health. So remember, if you're a woman over 75 with a fragility fracture, you've just got osteopenia on your x-ray, your bone profile's normal on the blood tests, that person has osteoporosis and you need to start treatment, usually two weeks after the fracture. First line is a lendronate, plus or minus calcium supplements. 
Now that is called a basic falls assessment. That's what you should do when you clerk in the patient. There are other things that we do when the patient goes to a falls clinic. So normally you would refer all of your patients to a physio or an OT or some kind of elderly assessment team that you have. Recurrent falls is defined as two or more falls in the last 12 months. You should offer these patients a falls clinic appointment, apart from if they've got quite severe dementia, in which case they can't really engage in the instructions and the rehab that we want them to do. But in a geriatrician-led multifactorial falls clinic, they will get a few other things. They will get a review of their home hazards by the occupational therapist. They will get an assessment of their cognition. They will get a, a proper assessment of any continence problems. They will get a good osteoporosis risk assessment and they'll get a lot of written information and they'll go into a strength and balance training program involving specific exercises and so on. So just to recap what we've said about falls, the most important thing to remember is falls in older people are usually not accidental, they're not mechanical, so please don't write that. You might rarely come across that, but in the main, falls in older people are due to medical problems, many of which can be treated. Falls are multifactorial, so we have to do a multifactorial assessment. And the basic falls assessment that you do as a doctor is assessing the person's gait and balance, assessing their vision, looking at their medicines, medication review, lying standing blood pressure, looking at the ECG. If you pick up stuff on the history about bladder instability and other things that are contributing to falls, you really should address those as well. And please re refer appropriate recurrent fallers to a multidisciplinary falls clinic as an outpatient. Brilliant. Thank you very much, Dr. Cooper, and thanks for listening.